Bienvenue à la maison. Welcome home. Thank you for being at home with Brene. I'm super excited to be continuing this journey with you. It is a cold and rainy day in April here in California. And as I'm looking around my bedroom, I'm still finding ways to be excited and happy even though I'm not a person that enjoys the rain and part of the reason is there's so much of me in my room there's pearls in my jar that holds my makeup brushes there are tons of sparkly notepads and binders um, I have sequins pillows in here um, I've got a lot of gold and black and white and I just did a photo shoot the other day in preparation for um, a new product that I'm launching this Friday uh, April 10th and so there's props from that which includes balloons and colorful tassels and uh, again there's so much sparkle in this room and that's actually what I want to talk about so it's very fitting Today I'm going to be talking about, you know, last week we covered uh, adversities and, and what do those look like and, and knowing the difference and defining what adversity is and on this journey that I'm on to celebrate my cancerversaries, what I'm calling it is my 10 year anniversary of being cancer free. This is my diamond year for 10 years, you usually get diamonds, so um how do you make adversity sparkle? You know, um, that is the question that we're going to be covering and the topic that we'll be talking about today. Because, you know, adversity is real. It sucks. It hurts. It is not easy. It is not something that you know, you just kind of bounce back from, from one day to the next. Sometimes it is a painstaking process of, and if you haven't listened to episode one, make sure you go back and do that. But it's a process of defining what that, those adversities are. Then understanding if you are the one creating, orchestrating, and actively participating in, you know, uh, those adversities for your life, or if you are suffering because of outside uh, circumstances and situations that are causing you, you know, these misfortunes and these difficulties. So that's the first part of the process. And then once you've defined those things and you have to actively find how to overcome them, what are the steps, what are the, the programs and things that you can put, protocols you can put into place. And again it depends on the adversity right it depends on is it something you're orchestrating like are you staying in this toxic or unhealthy relationship because you're comfortable if you define that that's what it is then now you can actively start to reverse the effects of that and and limit your contact with that person or those people um but the reality of adversity and difficulties is, again, it hurts. It ain't easy. And it's so much easier said than done. I mean, you know, I have a, an amazing circle of people around me that I confide in and, and my two best friends that I'm sure have got 
to be tired <laughs> of me calling for advice and insight. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one to sit there with the outcomes, with the realities of the situations that you're facing. And even with people's insight and advice, it does not take away the sting and the hurt of that difficulty. Um, you know, again, if I have been in unhealthy relationships, you know, uh, I have had unhealthy behaviors. So those are, you know, adversities that I created and orchestrated for myself. And, you know, I, I have also, you know, a breast cancer survivor. So that's not something that I actively participated in or created or orchestrated for my life. It was something that I more was a witness to. I won't even call it a victim, but it's something that I really was kind of watching happen and unfold because there's, you don't have control over those kinds of situations. And so, you know, the, the slogan or the tagline for this, my cancerversary is adversity, but make it sparkle. And so how do we do that? You know, you get lost in adversity sometimes, you know, it can put you in a downward spiral of sadness and depression. And, you know, that is something that I have faced over the last couple of years. And for me, part of the, I guess I would say the um, side effects, if you will, of adversity would be, you know, some of those things like eating disorders and, and depression, you know, these mental health things that kind of come into question because of all of the weight that you feel and how do you respond to it? Because again, it's so easy to feel powerless and, um, you know, you, you do get lost. Uh, when I was married, I was married at a very young age and I, um, I felt myself being lost in the relationship, which in turn became an unhealthy behavior and an adversity that I orchestrated and actively participated in, in several relationships. It traveled with me. It was the sisterhood of the traveling pants of bad behavior. And, um, I, this bad behavior for me, this, this level of adversity was me bringing into every relationship the getting lost. And by that, what I mean is getting lost in the identity of we and losing the identity of self so that the we becomes more important than, you know, the W or the E that you are, right? That we is <laughs> bringing those two things together to create that whole word. And for me, it, there, there was no Brene. It was the identity of the relationship. There were certain things that I was not speaking up on and certain feelings. And I felt like in order to be a good wife, a good wife does X, Y, and Z, right? That, you know, really in order to um, serve my husband or submit to my husband, then I would just kind of 
dismiss some things. And that really wasn't me being my authentic self. That was me, again, getting lost, feeling powerless, and losing the identity of Brene in, in the we. So in answering this question, you know, how do you make it whatever that adversity, that difficulty, that misfortune that you're facing, how do you make it sparkle? For me, the answer is continuing to be your authentic self. Not losing sight of who you are before this situation and most importantly, who you are called to be after this situation is over. Because, you know, my soul look back and <laughs> looks back and wonder of how God brought me through all the stuff that he brought me through. And so you recognize, well, maybe not right away, but you find at a point you have to sit down and really think about where have I been? What have I already accomplished? What have I already gotten over and made it through? And how can I apply some of those same principles? What were the things that brought me through? What were the things that got me through? How can I apply some of those same principles in this situation? And furthermore, what is my end goal? Who am I truly called to be? Where, you know, where am I walking to and what am I walking into and how am I walking? I think a lot of times we get lost, obviously, in <clears throat> excuse me, in the we, but we also get lost in the they, right? What will they think? What will they say? And whoever those they are for you, the people in your church, the people in your family, the people on your job, um, we get so lost in, you know, the they's. That again, we are losing, we're dumbing down us, our authentic selves. And it's hard to operate in that place. I went through a time in my life where I thought I was too much. You know, it was too much sparkle. Why couldn't I just throw on a pair of sweats and, you know, it's like, oh, you're going somewhere casual. Can you just, I remember... One day I was literally going to the mechanic and I could not find something to wear. <laughs> and I laugh about it now, but I literally, excuse me, I literally was so depressed after, I mean, I had a pile of clothes on my bed. I was trying on accessories and trying different, you know, two pieces and one piece and a skirt, you know, this and that. And none of it was, you know, air quotes, casual stuff. Um, it was all extra. <laughs> and why I ended up being depressed was I was like, dang, I really don't have any of these go-to sweatsuits and, you know, a go-to like run to the store type of outfit. And that made me sad. Like, it legit made me feel like, this is ridiculous. You need to get your life together. And I um, talked to one of my good friends at the time and said, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And, and he basically was like, well, that's not you. Like, it's okay. Just know that it's not you and keep going. And I was like, huh. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, that it's. 
it's not me. And the truth is that, yeah, you you can be all things. If you've ever seen the movie Divergent, you know, <laughs> the whole point of being, air quotes, divergent is that you are no one thing. You don't have to just be fancy or just be casual or just be extra or, you know, just be trendy, just be edgy. You can be all of those things because truly we are in a constantly evolutionary cycle of life. And so, you know, and it really, you know, Drake flipped the switch when he said that because it really flipped the switch in my mind to say, you know what? You're right. This is actually who I am and at least who I am right now. And truth be told, you know, a few years later and today I have on sweats or at least a sweatshirt and a nightgown. So, oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) But I think, you know, in whatever season of life you're in, you have to be your authentic self. You know, um, I really went through a time where I struggled with, you know, yes, how do I dress, but then even my personality. I'm too loud. I'm too funny. (laughs) Sounds arrogant to say. Um, But, you know, just like making jokes and kind of being, air quotes, the life of the party. And I thought, you know what, maybe I need to just go to this next dinner or this next birthday party and just be quiet and just look and observe and not really engage everybody and you know I love playful banter I I can be a flirt you know so when you people know you to be that way and then you come to a place and you're quiet and you're kind of reserved people are like what's wrong (laughs) what's what's wrong nothing I'm relaxing chilling you know and then other people almost feel uncomfortable because now they're looking at you like okay but this isn't you though so now I feel like something's broken inside of you (laughs) um and so truly to to make whatever that adversity is whatever that difficulty is is to not get lost in it not be defined by it or consumed with it and also to be your authentic self for that season do not worry about you know the we of your relationships whether that's you know familial whether it's platonic whether it's romantic relationships workplace relationships the we of your relationships cannot thrive if the you in your relationships is not thriving you know, it, in relationships, it is one of the, the few times where two halves do not make a whole, right? You know, a lot of people say that about marriages and relationships that, you know, this person is the other half, the yin to my yang. And conceptually, we understand that. But if two broken people enter into relationship looking for the other person to make them whole or to heal them one that's a lot of pressure on that other person and it's just unfair and it's an unrealistic expectation 
to go into any type of relationship in that way. Um, and you know, every day is not going to be a day in which you thrive. Some days are going to be the days where you have to go to the party and sit there and relax and be kind of reserved and be in your thoughts. Or maybe you don't even go to the party because you're processing. Or maybe you go and you are the life of the party. But whatever it is, it needs to come natural. That is your sparkle. Your sparkle is you being authentically you. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter the we, no matter the they. Selfish, you know, or not. (laughs) Taking care of yourself is self-love. And the right people who are your people will understand that that's not being selfish. That that's actually honoring yourself and the relationship. You know, when you are dealing with thoughts about the we and the they, it's important that you understand that sometimes the way that people respond to situations with you says more about them than it does about you. And instead of one, projecting how people are going to respond in situations and Two, being moved to act or react or not act (laughs) because of that projection of your thoughts and your fears and your, your speculations. Take back the power from this situation and say, no matter how they react, this is what is being authentic to myself in this season. This is what is going to make me be a better, healthier version of me. And that is how I'm going to make this situation sparkle. You know, it's just like decorating your room. There's probably not stuff, or there at least should not be, books that you don't like or posters of people that you hate and colors that you loathe. It should be a space that you feel comfortable coming into and looking around and saying, oh, you know, whether it's a memory, these pictures remind me of this day that we all went to the winery for Jasmine's birthday. Oh, and also look at how thin I was anyway. Um, or, oh, there's a lot of pictures from when I was younger and younger, (laughs) but there's also a lot of things that are representative of me. And that makes me feel comfortable and that makes me feel whole. And at the end of the day, that's what makes me feel at home with myself because this is where I live, right? And so even in the midst of your adversity, yes, we have our circle of friends prayerfully. I'm I'm praying you have a circle of people that you trust and you can confide in. But at the end of the day, when the clothes are off, and the lights are out, it is you needing to be comfortable with you. And so in order to make your adversity sparkle, in order to make your adversity your own and not get lost in it, not feel powerless in it, you have to embrace your authentic self because that is how you make it sparkle.
hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Be good, make good decisions, and be comfortable in your own skin. Au revoir.